Welcome back to the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Amir, with my co-host, Jordan. And today's very special guest, we have Mike Kliss, Broncos insider and sports reporter for Nine News, on today to talk all things Broncos and everything coming up in the upcoming draft here in late April as we enter draft month. Super excited to get all this out for you guys today. And, you know, first, uh, before we uh, jump into everything and more, Mike, how are you doing today, man? It's great to have, have you on the show. Yeah, thank you. I'm working with uh, my mystery monster to put out uh, the Broncos draft here today. Awesome. So we'll go to Nine News for that. And once again, uh, George Payton has left left the uh, mystery monster with a challenge uh, by not having that first and second round pick uh, yeah. again. In uh, aggregate, the loss for uh, Russell Wilson and Sean Payton were three first round picks and three second round picks. Yeah. So the mystery monster, not happy about that, but uh, he's pretty good about uh, finding mid-round gems uh, historically. So uh, we'll see where, where he goes here. Okay. Yeah, Mike, thank you so much for taking time out of your morning. I you know you're a busy guy and, you know, hopping on the show. Really do appreciate it. Uh, for those that you don't know, uh, he has been covering the Denver Broncos for 18 years now. Uh, became a Broncos beat writer for the Denver Post in 2005 after previously covering the Colorado Rockies for a good amount of time. Um, so it's good to have him here in uh, Broncos country. Uh, Ten years later, he was then hired as the Broncos insider uh, for Nine News, uh, where he still uh, resides. So thank you so much for uh, being on today's show. My first question for you today um is kind of obviously with the whole new uh trade for sean payton and the, the hire and everything what is kind of the feeling that you're getting in the building right now um because last season we kind of i wouldn't say it's a false sense of hope but at the same time you know hackett didn't pan out as head coach and russell wilson didn't perform to expectations offense underperformed all season with those two is there a different kind of building opposed to last year with a hungry russell wilson and uh proven head coach and sean payton yeah, I think, uh, well, first of all, the players haven't, uh, the only players that have been around are those that uh, have been injured and come in for mm -hmm. treatment. And even those guys can work out on their own this time of year. So they don't gather till April 11th. So the vibe in the building is just executives, administrators, coaches. You know, the vibe around Broncos country is uh, no more goofing around. It's all about winning. And, you know, Sean Payton has made some statements, um, some subtle ones, like, you know, there are no uh, coordinator interviews. You know, we all uh, would have liked to have interviewed uh, Vance Joseph after uh, he was here as a head coach for a couple of years, and he comes back as a defensive coordinator. Um, all these free agents they side, McGlinchey, Powers, uh, they've been uh, uh, available for interviews one-on-one, -on -one, but there's been, you know, the Broncos haven't uh, had any interviews. So um, it's the, the message is uh, they're getting to work. Uh, there'll be enough time later on for that. But for right now, it's time to get to work, learn a new system, learn the new Sean Payton way, and uh, go about turning the Broncos into a winner again after really a, a seven-year drought that they've had from the playoffs. Second longest in the NFL, it's hard to believe. Only the Jets have a longer playoff drought than the Broncos. Um, the Broncos, the last time they were there, they went all the way and, and won Super Bowl 15 or Super Bowl 50. So the drought doesn't seem that long, but uh, it is. And six straight losing seasons, um, it's all about uh, – Sean Payton to the rescue, so to speak. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, Mike, you know, Sean made a lot of hires this offseason. You know, a lot of, you know, kind of former player coaches and, and, you know, veteran guys just got a whole bunch of experience. Who, you know, in your opinion, besides Sean Payton, was your, like, favorite hire? Well, I like Vance Joseph as defensive coordinator. Um, just, you know, he's familiar here. He's he's a proven coordinator. Um, what I took note of is uh, there's a lot of experience at special teams and defense. Mm -hmm. um, but there's not a whole lot of uh, experience on offense. And, you know, Sean Payton's going to run the offense. So mm -hmm. now he has Joe Lombardi as his offensive coordinator, plenty of experience there. But Declan, uh, Declan uh, Doyle at tight ends, first mm -hmm. time he's going to be a full-time tight end coach. Zach uh, Streif, uh, offensive line, you know, uh, he, he basically is coming from the broadcast booth to, to coaching offensive linemen. Um, Kerry Colbert is an experience at the NFL level uh, as, as receiver coach. So it's interesting how we put the offensive staff together to where he's going to kind of form them and they're all going to follow Sean Payton's lead and do it his way. And then he's going to kind of leave the defense to, uh, uh, you know, uh, Vance Joseph. And then they just hired Joe Vitt as the senior coordinator. So they've got a lot of uh, good leadership uh, um, on, on the defensive side. They brought back Christian Parker and Marcus Dixon um, on that defense special teams with Mike Westoff, 75 years old back as a, as a, you know, special teams assistant coach, uh, Ben Kotwika, a lot of um, experience. And then, uh, I guess I'm finally going to get to the my uh, my two favorite. They they hired two players right off the field. Uh, yeah. Chris Banjo mm -hmm. uh, going to be an assistant special teamer, and uh, Davis Webb is going to be the quarterbacks coach. That's those are two very highly unusual to come from the field right to the coaching ranks. They go from the locker room to the second floor, if you will, uh, at Broncos headquarters. And so uh, th those are definitely the most interesting hires. Yeah, I really okay. do like the Davis Webb hire a lot, and I, I would have to agree with you on that. Um, interesting, um, you know, move there, but I, I really do like that move um, a lot for uh, Russell Wilson in this offense. And my next question uh, is for you, um, you know, regarding free agency, what is kind of your take on how George Payton addressed the positional needs in free agency? We knew that he was going to be aggressive just because, the you know, just the fact in itself that they only have five picks in this upcoming draft. What is kind of your take on how they address uh, the positional needs in free agency, and how would you grade George Payton's free agency, uh, third free agency as a general manager? Yeah, it was George Payton. It was, I, I think there was more of a Sean Payton effect mm -hmm. in the uh, in the free agent signings. So what what I got out of it was, um, even though they spent the most money and they did spend more than as far as total value and contract, uh, thirty well no, thirty three percent more than the next most team in the NFL. So they spent a lot of money. And what I got out of it is they were uh, they got themselves some men. You know, some some uh, grinders up front. They paid McGlinchey at right tackle. We all know it's been a swinging gate at right tackle. He'll be the 11th starting uh, right tackle in 11 years for the Broncos. They need to solidify that. They're paying big money to McGlinchey to do that. The second most money they spent was on uh, Zach Allen, a defensive tackle. And it was interesting that they picked Zach Allen. When, it, when push came to shove, it was Monday. It was Monday. The tampering period was open, 
And the Broncos liked Zach Allen at 15 and a quarter a year more than Draymond Jones at 17 and a quarter a year. That was an interesting decision. And yeah. then their third most guy, and really the first guy that signed was a left guard, uh, Ben Powers, 13 million a year. And it's it's also interesting that Dalton Reisner doesn't have a job yet. Uh, he's one of the – he might be the best player out there that hasn't uh, signed as a free agent. Yeah. But they got – you know, they, they it wasn't a splash. It was uh, substance with their free agent signing. And then I think fourth was Alex Singleton, bringing him back, inside linebacker. You know, they, they, they're tight end. They're tight end has 16 catches in like 10 years. He's a blocker. You know, it's, it's just all about uh, uh, winning the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Uh, Maj P Ryan, uh, 240 pound back, you know, he's, he's going to run over you. So it's, it's a, it's, they, they added physicality to this mm-hmm. team. That's what Sean Payton did. He, he comes from the Bill Parcells school of coaching and Parcells, uh, believed in having men that could beat up your men uh, to win football games, and Sean Payton is bringing that to Broncos country. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't disagree more. I mean, you can obviously tell the offensive line, defensive line, they're just trying to win more than line of scrimmage. But that also is going to lead me to my next question for you. Um, in your opinion, like, <clears throat> what was your favorite free agent signing? Like, you know, the one that just made you say, oh, man, I love that signing right there. Uh that's a that's a that's a good question. I don't I don't uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I didn't love you know I don't love them. I I observe them and I uh, analyze them. Um, I thought uh, Stidham was interesting. Uh, two years at ten million uh, as their backup versus going with uh, you know. Uh, bringing back Teddy Bridgewater, who had a nice run with Sean Payton, Uh, Jameis Winston, you know, they could have gone after him. He was uh, released and re-signed by the Saints, but I think had Sean Payton made a play, they could have wound up uh, with with Jameis Winston. Uh, Andy Dalton was out there. They could have gone that route, but they went with a young guy, four-year quarterback who hadn't played much. He had two starts at the end of the season. Looked good in one of them against the 49ers. Um, who was that uh, Houston quarterback uh, uh, shoot that uh, he was with Atlanta for a couple of years, and then he was the uh, uh, Houston starting quarterback for a couple of years in like uh, 2009. I'm looking it up right now on you guys. Oh, uh, Matt Schaub. Matt Schaub. Yeah. That's what so I thought. They're hoping, they're hoping for a Matt Schaub out of uh, Jared Stidham, mm-hmm. kind of okay. the, kind of the same type of thing. But beware, there is also Matt Flynn. <laughs> Had a couple starts with Green Bay, went to Green, went to Seattle on a big contract, and Russell Wilson beat him out. Uh, so this is an interesting sign uh, for the Broncos as a backup to uh, Russell Wilson. I think he's just good enough and young enough and promising enough to uh, maybe push Russ to where if Russ plays three or four games in a row uh, like he had at one point last year, uh, he's going to be pushed. Um, and you know, Sean Payton may threaten him uh, with his with his job. So we'll see about that. I think Russ is going to play well with Sean Payton. I really do. Okay. And. Um, but that was an interesting uh, free agent move, the backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I think we were all a little taken surprised by that. And like you mentioned, we did it kind of uh, expect either a Teddy Bridgewater or Jameis Winston, one of those guys, one of the more proven uh, veterans with more mm-hmm. longevity. But um, my next question leads uh, to the receiver room. Uh, lots of talks about these two guys over the last few weeks uh, around Jared Judy and Cortland Sutton. Um, I know you came out one of your uh, recent articles and basically said that these guys are here to stay. They're not going anywhere. They're, they're going to be Broncos next year. But some people are out there still speculating on the Broncos who's still potentially kind of keeping it a secret maybe that one of them gets dealt, whether it's um, you know days leading up to the draft or on dra- draft day uh, in a potentially a trade-up. Um, what, what, what can you say to these people that still feel like there's still some uncertainty that one of the, one of the two could be traded uh, within the next few weeks? Well, you know, the draft is kind of the final, uh, you know, hurdle for these guys as far as yeah. staying. Uh, there will be calls on what, what happens is, now everybody's on pause, and they've they they're assessing their own roster, and uh, they're they're all going into the draft, thinking you know, it, it, there's maybe three or four teams saying we got to get a receiver, mm-hmm. and there's and it's not from what I understand it's not a big receiver class. Uh, there's only two or three guys ready to start as rookies, and um, so if they don't if a team doesn't get one of those. They could call the Broncos and say, okay, we'll give you a first-round pick for Jerry Judy, which no one has offered. Uh, We'll give you a second-round pick for Cortland Sutton, which no one has offered. And that's where the Broncos are with those two guys. That's where they were when they left it. During the trade, when when the trade talk was going on, Judy's price was a first-rounder. Sutton's price was a second-rounder. And uh, no one was willing to go there for Sutton because of the $14.5 million salary he's going to make this year. And Judy, uh, just, you know, he's he played like a first-rounder the last six games of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there, there wasn't enough body of work the previous two-and-a-half seasons. So uh, people were offering second-rounders for Judy, and the Broncos held tight. So um, we'll see what happens with the draft. I mean, Sean Payton came out emphatically saying they're on the team. Um, George Payton then followed up and supported what uh, what he what uh, uh, Sean Payton said. Uh, I there is I I would say there is still maybe a five to ten percent chance that one of them. By by the way, it won't be both. It would only be one for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, that one of them gets moved by the by the draft, but um, you know we'll. Right now, <laughs> uh, going into you know the final the the you know three or four days prior to the draft, they're here, and if they get past the third round of the draft, then uh, they'll be then they they will be for sure Broncos in twenty twenty three. Yeah. Um. So speaking about those two, if you know if the Broncos were to move one, which one you know in your opinion um, would you think the Broncos would move? Well. I think, um, yeah. And by the way, I doubt Judy. I doubt they they move Judy. Yeah, um, me too. Because Judy, they get a first round. If if you move Judy, where Judy came into play was when uh, Alan Lazard, the Broncos. Remember the Broncos made a play for Alan Lazard, yeah. and they finished second to the Jets. Had they mm-hmm. got Alan Lazard, then maybe they trade Judy for a first round pick. Now you yeah. got two for one, so to speak. 
Okay. Absent Alan Lazard, I don't think you trade Judy for a first-round pick because that first-round pick isn't going to be better than Judy. Judy, you know, these first-round picks take a minute. You know, yeah. they're drafted. Uh, Judy took two and a half years before he became worthy of that number 15 overall pick. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that's why I don't think Judy gets moved. Sutton with that $14.5 million salary, um, I can see the Broncos having, you know, some possible uh, motivation there. But, um, again, they're they're asking for a second-round pick, which is a second-round yeah. pick plus that $14.5 million is, uh, is a lot for another team to take on. And we'll see. It's possible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Um, another guy, real quick, just want to ask you, uh, Garrett Bowles, he popped up in trade rumors. Um, that really wasn't someone that you were reported on, but I know a few people um, were claiming that Garrett Bowles is on the trade block by the Broncos. Um, was that actually something that was discussed by the front office? And I'm just curious, um, have they have they tried to approach him about a contract restructure at all? Uh, no. Um, the, the reason why uh, Garrett Bowles came up uh, in a in a trade, um, you know, speculation is because his uh, contract isn't guaranteed. He's I think he's supposed to make like seventeen million this year, and uh, only two million, which is injury guarantee. He's got mm-hmm. a, a two million injury guarantee. Um, if he passes his physical in time, uh, it would be uh, no guarantee. So guys like that. That's why Darby. Darby had 10 million salary, non-guaranteed, uh, so they cut him. But um, in Bulls's case, um, they need him at left tackle. You, you're not going to get a starting left tackle in the third round of the draft. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not. They just had free agency. They didn't get a left tackle. Um, so Bulls is going to be their left tackle this year, and um, that was just kind of a. I think that trade speculation started because of his contract, yeah. not being his salary not being guaranteed, that he was vulnerable to trade. But um, they had other holes they needed to fill, right tackle, left guard. Uh, we'll see about center in the draft. And, uh, and so you can't change everything. You know, you can't yeah. change four positions. And so uh, they're counting on Garrett Bowles to be Garrett Bowles at left tackle this year. Okay. Yeah, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, the draft um, real quick. I know uh, the NFL draft uh, just under a month ago. Which positions do you think the Broncos are going to attack uh, with their uh, two third-round picks in this year's draft? Um, well, I've seen every mock draft has them taking a center with one of those picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and center is historically um, where uh, starting centers historically go in the third round of drafts. Uh, late, you know, from the – from the middle of the second round on to the uh, uh, middle of the third round is where centers are often drafted. So, um, you know, there's just a lot of smoke there. You know, Cushenberry, I'm no expert on interior offensive line play. He seems fine to me, but every year they seem to want to replace him. Mm -hmm. And it was peculiar at the end of last year, they, they were running out of guys to activate from IR. And um, I think they had two more spots and, and three guys were ready to come back. And um, I know one of them went to Chase Edmonds. Uh, one of them, I think, went to Randy Gregory. 
even though it, it proved that he wasn't ready. And uh, Christianberry said he was fully healthy and he looked fully healthy with two to three weeks to go and they didn't activate him. Now, why didn't they do that? That seemed uh, pe peculiar there. Um, so that, that made him vulnerable. He hit his escalators and his salary. So he's supposed to make 2.74 million this year. That's non-guaranteed. That makes him a little vulnerable. The third round uh, is historically a center uh, position. Uh, so that seems to make him vulnerable. Uh, but again, Sean Payton said he is the starting center. So we'll see if they don't go there. Uh, it's a deep draft from what I hear uh, from, from uh, you know, people who do these things, meaning George Payton. Uh, <laughs> they're deep. It's a deep draft in cornerbacks and the Broncos could use mm -hmm. one more there. It's deep in offensive line. And then other people have told me it's uh, deep at the, uh, outside the edge rusher. Uh, so that's where I think you go. You go uh, probably uh, interior offensive line, corner, or um, or an edge rusher. Uh, that's probably their, their pick um, with those two third rounders. If they don't use one of them to trade back and get more picks because, uh, you know, they, they could use, um, you know, they could use the next one more pick in the draft. They only have five. George likes to have seven. He likes to have 10. And, um, you know, he said that before. He likes to have 10 picks. Um, so one of those third rounders could be trade bait. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so um, me and Amir, we've been, like, you know, studying a lot of the draft prospects. And, you know, one position that we really did our work on was wide receiver. Do you think it's possible Denver could take a wide receiver kind of like in the later rounds or, you know, possibly with one of our third-round picks? Yeah. Um, again, it's not a deep draft. They do want one more receiver. They definitely do. Um, they picked up a couple from the New Orleans Saints Sean, that Sean Payton likes. Callaway played quite a bit for him. Yeah in 2021 before he disappeared really with the new coaching staff in 2022. Um, so he's a, he's a, a possibility there. Um, I don't know if a, a quality receiver will be there uh, in the third round. If, if one of the speed guys, if a KJ Hamler type falls to the early third round, mm -hmm. see, that's one thing the Broncos do have going for him in this draft is they pick early in the rounds that they that they have. They pick early in the third. They pick yeah. early in the fourth. They pick early in the fifth. I'm not sure about the sixth. But um, so they pick early. And uh, so generally those are the positions that, that a lot of teams jockey for. You know, a guy will fall. And as soon as that guy falls out of a round, they really pounce to go get him early in the next round. And so the Broncos have a chance to uh, – as George Payton says, they have to make hay. Um, you know, if if a guy that that they really like on their board somehow slips, uh, they'll either uh, go get them, or they'll uh, another team will go get them, and they can move back and get some extra picks for uh, for special teams because okay. they do want. Uh, one thing Sean Payton has shown with uh, you know with uh, a Burton, um, with uh, with the returner and. Uh, guy from Houston. Tremont Smith. What's that? Tremont Smith. T yeah, Tremont Smith. He uh, he made a lot of uh, special teams plays in free agency, and I anticipate they'll do that in the 
fourth and fifth rounds, sixth rounds of this draft too. Okay. Yeah, so uh, Mike, my final question for you today is, aside from those top four 30 visits you uh, listed in your most recent article for Nine News, um, who are some kind of guys in the draft when, in those rounds from three to six? Who are some draft prospects you believe the Broncos have their, their eyes set on at? You know, uh, and w- which which of those uh, positions and uh, specific players would you be uh, banking on for the Broncos to take? Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of like I haven't paid that much attention. It's like a, a, a needle in a haystack. When you yeah, start sure. that late, I'll give you a, uh, I'll give you a little uh, preview to um, uh, what my mystery monsters come up. And by the way, it, this isn't me. Uh, this is the mystery monster. But uh, you've got uh, he's got a bunch of centers: John uh, Schmitz, yeah. Minnesota, um, uh, Alu Watimi from Michigan. Um, is another possibility. Uh, you've got Tipman, Joe Tipman from Wisconsin. You've got, um, you know, edge rusher, uh, the Kansas State edge rusher, uh, and Dudike Uzama. I know I'm butchering the name. Uh, Marvin Mims is a receiver from Oklahoma, who he's got. Running back, Kenny McIntosh. I can see him coming up with a running back. Uh, Deuce Vaughn from Kansas State. Uh, Marvin Overshawn is a linebacker from Texas who has already been in on a visit. And uh, you know about uh, the jackhammer. Uh, yeah. Coletto from Oregon State has also visited, and he kind of fits with that Sean Payton, uh, you know, multi, uh, multi-task player. Linebacker, fullback, tight end, started as a quarterback. Uh, could be an exciting prospect for uh, Sean Payton in the middle of the late rounds. Yeah, Mike, uh, thank you so much for uh, coming on today's show and uh, all the you know, draft insight and everything, your thoughts on the Broncos, uh, free agency and all that. Um, if you guys are on Twitter, make sure to follow uh, Mike at Mike Kliss on Twitter. Uh, make sure you guys go show him love. Uh, make sure to check out his articles at Nine News. He's got the best draft coverage and Broncos coverage in general. Um, without Broncos, uh, without Mike Kliss, Broncos Avenue would, n- would not be anything. <laughs> I really do uh, you know, appreciate you, all your work that you've done, you know, for me being like a little kid and just keeping up with Mike Kliss and all your news and yeah. updates. Like you really are. I told you like before the show, we were just me and you chatting. And I really do believe that like you are like the Ian Rappaport of Broncos news. Like you're, you're that guy. And I really do appreciate all, all your, yeah. What about yeah. Schefter? <laughs> See, if I, if I bring him up, everybody's going to bring up the Tom Brady retirement stuff. And oh, you know, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, you know, that's, that, that's, that's high praise. I'm, I'm not that good, but uh, um, I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the comparison. I appreciate uh, you guys. You guys are obviously very knowledgeable and up on the Broncos. Asked mm-hmm. uh, very astute um, and pertinent questions uh, about what the Broncos have recently done and Thank and uh, what they're about to do in the draft. And it's just uh, it's funny. It was it was way overhyped about Russell Wilson last year uh, as a quarterback. And it's been underhyped, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there hadn't been much hype with Sean Payton. Yeah, uh, Broncos country. It's like Broncos country's bracing themselves. They're not going to get uh, fooled again, as they say. But I think Sean Payton uh, has a chance to 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 be the guy that puts this uh, franchise over the top for the for the next coming years. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, he's been out of the league uh, for a year and. Um, 
it's still about number three. Can yeah. this whole thing, the draft, all this stuff, nothing matters. The most only thing that matters about the Broncos in 2023 is can Sean Payton get Russell Wilson to play like yeah. Russell Wilson again? That's what the season's all about. Yeah, I would have to agree. Um, last mm-hmm. thing I want to say before I go is that, you know, me and Amir, we really wanted Sean Payton. Like, that was our number one guy as soon as we heard the news that he could be possibly coming out of, you know, retirement. And, you know, I, I wanted him last offseason, you know, when he, like, retired. I'm like, yeah, can we get him to come out, you know, but it, we ended up going with Hackett and then go well. So now we got Sean Payton. But, I mean, you're 100% correct. I think, you know, everybody's kind of underhyping us now. I mean, I feel like we got the we got the guy. Sean Payton is going to make sure everything's yeah. going right. He's in, He's a – Super Bowl winning head coach. He's his offenses are are explosive. So I, mean, I was thinking Jim Harbaugh just because it wouldn't be a draft pick. Yeah, you know, John Payton was going to be draft picks, and he was actually a first and a second. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And Jim Harbaugh is a proven winner also. But uh, and the Broncos, it sure looked like the Penners went after Jim Harbaugh first. They did. Um, but um, you know, definitely Sean Payton was next, if not the best considering the Russell Wilson situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was, yeah. he was, you know, he was more qualified to get the best out of uh, Russell Wilson than Jim Harbaugh was. And mm-hmm. so um, we'll see. Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember you called in mid January too. you, uh, I think it was, you were on like one Oh four, three, the fan. Um, you said, you know, if you had to guess Sean Payne would be the next head coach and me and Jordan kept saying it on the show as well. We really were banking on Sean Payne being the guy. So, yeah. Yeah. Kudos it, it, to you for that. There are a couple of twists and turns to the search yeah. process, but that's where they wound up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, Mike, uh, thanks for coming on, man. Just like Amir, I've been following you since I was like, I don't even know how old, you know, just <laughs> keeping up with the news. You are the, I, for Broncos news, you're like the GOAT. Like you and Albright are like 1A and 1B. I give you all your props, man. You do a really great job at it. All right. Well, thank you very much, Jordan. Thank you, Amir. I enjoyed it. Okay. Appreciate you. Uh, if you guys are listening to, t- to today's episode on YouTube, make sure you guys hit the like button and subscribe. If you guys are listening on Spotify podcast, make sure you guys follow, leave a five-star rating. Let us know what you guys think about the podcast. Leave all your feedback and who you guys want from my insiders to writers to players, who you guys want to see on the podcast. Uh, but I'm your host, Amir, with my coach, Jordan, and today's special guest, uh, Mike Kliss from Nine News. Until your next episode, peace. Peace.